श्री गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए गौर भक्त वृंद की जाए गौर प्रेम आफ्टरनून Has to be with you again. Some of you have been attending the talks in previous days, and perhaps some of you not. We've been talking about the nature of faith, and with some rather long uh, monologues, I didn't give you a chance to ask any questions. So, as I said. Um, We'll do that today. So, and it doesn't have to be about what we talked about. Are there any questions? Yes. Um, this is just a, a distinction that I'm trying to work out in my own mind. Sometimes when you refer to the heart, the, the psychic heart, you refer to it as the chitta. Um, And my understanding is like the the, heart, the emotions are, are seated in the mind, and, and so when we speak about heart, are we kind of speaking about the emotional mind? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, uh, the. Uh, say that the physical heart is kind of a metaphor for a, the antakarna and the chitta, which is one of the four faculties of the antakarna, the subtle, subtle body. And the heart... Biologically speaking, it uh, is the life center, if you will, and we could even be brain dead, but uh, or not think. We might be able to think, but the heart could be beating, and um, the blood is all pumped to the heart, and and Vishnu is thought to, to be visualized in meditation as standing within the heart. The size of a thumb. This is all uh, metaphor. Balde hmm? uh, has uh, explained in his Gubindabasha commentary of the Vedanta Sutras that for conceptualization, hmm? Vishnu is thought of to be the size of the thumb standing on the lotus. In the heart, and so you, you pick that graphically, and there it is, right over here on the on the chest, something like that. Um, and of course, we're identified with the body in our material conditioning. So, in the context of that identification, we find ways to uh, think of it, be in it, so to speak, such that we may understand our that, that our existence lies uh, beyond it. Mm. And this is the way, as I've often said, 
in general that the sacred text, the Bhagavad, for example, speaks about the, the physical world. We're talking about the physical body hmm, at the moment. So, you know, it's a, a microcosm of the macrocosm of the world of, of matter. And it tends to speak about matter in such a way that by thinking about it along those lines, we will come in touch with what matters, which is not matter, but which is ourselves, of course. So it's um, not a uh, detailed explanation of the physical world, the the, 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 uh, gross matter that we find in the Bhagavatam in comparison to the way in which the modern world looks at matter and as reality, as I was saying the other night. It looks as matter made up of building blocks, atoms and protons and neutrons and quarks and maybe strings as it's thought vibrations and and um, of course all that's in flux and changing we, we mentioned that um, but they look at it nonetheless with a view to determine the nature of reality with a with the assumption to begin with that that for the most part that matter is the is the reality hmm? Um, and so consciousness and, and even mind, which are even mind is n- not thought, if you will, <laughs> to be made of atoms. So uh, you know, it has to be reduced to matter. Uh, so this is your monistic materialism, um, and and the. The the charm of that, of course, the fascination with that, in one sense, is that by such an approach to examining the world, uh, many things have been accomplished that we, we we appreciate and our lives become based upon, or we thought, think they're enhanced by, like cell phones or whatever it might be, or very other things that are less less superficial. Um, and so that's you know that's a good uh, easy sell, if you will, hmm? and you can close down a lot of religious superstition. Hmm? Uh, but there are consequences uh, in, in in the long run from that materialistic approach. And uh, while it does away with the gods, if you will, uh, it does away with your own soul and your own will. And uh, it does away with everything that has any meaning. It does away with red and green and sweet and sour. Understand? Hmm. In other words, in the modern perspective on the physical world, there is no such thing, real thing, as red. Apples are not really red. Hmm. That's, they're not really sweet. Uh, these, these are all subjective projections on the stuff that is real, and they're trying to figure out where those projections, you know, come from, and make them less consequential. When actually they're everything <laughs> to us, 
in our practical lives. They're, they're everything. So, so there are problems. I mean, what to speak of uh, that perspective doing away with God, it does away with red and blue and green and, and, and things that people believe in <laughs> without questioning, without thinking about it. Uh, um, so it, it's... It's, um, it's 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 problematic, and it um, and and but it it's sell, if you will, and its popularity or that 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 push is 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 um, largely coming from the pragmatic kind of results. So there's some measurement going on, and you get some truth out of it. It's a small truth within a larger picture of what is truth and what is reality and. And so you accomplish a little something by a little measurement, and and uh, then you can you can sell the idea, and you can believe the idea. I mean, it's not like it's a conspiracy or anything like that. It's 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 believed, and and, and for good reasons, and, but not a thorough kind of reasoning as we would look at it. And so I'm just going into this, and you know. Because I am. Because I am. Because <laughs> your, your your question is, you know, taking me there for a moment. But so you 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 have your physical world, and then you have the problem of what is a mind from that perspective. For us, we differentiate between mind and matter by way of psychic and and physical matter or mental and physical matter. Um, but uh, the the opposition or the uh, the the war between uh, the religious idea of a soul and the idea of materialism and so forth is is you know it wages on and it um, it with regard to the Bhagavatam and so forth and its descriptions of the world uh, it's not a fair yeah. You know, the warring, if you will, or the argument is going on without understanding often the point of the Bhagavatam, the perspective of the Bhagavatam, um, what, what it's talking, how it's talking about matter. It's not trying to talk about matter in the same way. It has a different idea in mind altogether. It wants us to look at the natural world and interact with it in such a way that it will promote indirectly the pursuit of an experience of ourself, which is thought to be what really, what really matters. So when you have a whole different approach to talking about the world, then you can't compare the two of which which one is telling you know, more accurately describing the world. There's a whole different uh, perspective on it. Hmm? Um, and of course, again, there is this, this there is this problem that if everything is physical. Hmm? Physical forces, physical, and and then then that is reality, and then the, the primary properties of reality are all these quantitative depth, charge, weight, mass, and so forth, and red and blue and happy and sad and good and bad. They're all just some. They're 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 just coming from the mind. And they're not primary properties, but the mind then is thought to be the brain. Then, how are these subjective things coming out of the brain, which is physical, when the, the physical world is not supposed to have those things? 
from that perspective. So then you have this whole quandary that uh, that uh, the mind brain problem, which is which is an important issue for us because this is something we are all about, whether we knew it or not. <laughs> this is something that we're all about at the very core, you know, um, in a very basic sense. In, in the language of Prabhupada, you're not the body, hmm? and so. Um, <clears throat> So, as in the of course, then the Bhagavad uses the Sankhya explanation of matter, which which attributes some uh, representational kind of subjectivity in matter. In other words, it says it's talking about matter, and matter has has smell, it has taste, it has sound in the Bhagavatam. It's not talking. Uh, so it's a, it's a different perspective, and it's kind of like the idea is that the Vishnu embeds subjectivity in matter, hmm? and then little units of uh, unitary monads of observation, the jivas they read it, hmm? and it and the redness comes out hmm? in relation to sight, where there is color, and so on and so on. And then. The, the senses are a dimension, as I said. The mind is a dimension. The intellect is a dimension. So it does have some some description of matter, but even its description of matter is is not in the you know with the kind of detail, and for the reasons I'm explaining, hmm? it has a different perspective in mind. Let's think about the world as as much as it will be useful, and in, 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 in ways that promote. Thinking of the self, therefore, there's, for example, the description of the virata rupa, and uh, you know, his one eye is the sun, and one eye is the moon, and the mountains are his bones, and and so forth. This is a type of meditation that Sukadev begins with his discourse to to uh, uh, the Raj Prikshit. Um, uh, so, there are many examples if you go through the Bhagavatam how it talks about the the natural world. So, with the body itself. Hmm? Again, we are embodied, and so we want to talk. We want to talk about it and think about it in such a way as to promote the idea and the experience that we're not the body, and so Vishnu is in the heart. Yeah. And they draw a picture, and there he is, right in the heart, standing there, hmm? the size of the thumb. And uh, this is, as as Baladeva explained, this is for conceptualization. You can see how you may have, or somebody might think of it. More literally, hmm? of course, you know you're not going to find him with heart surgery there. Although, then again, we are doing some heart surgery. That's another thing, in a subtle uh, spiritual uh, form, if you if you will. A change of heart is is what it's about. A change of angle, a vision. So for conceptualization. So, so this is a, one of the beauties, of course, of bhakti. Hmm? When we talk about this is where Sukadev begins his discourse, so it shouldn't be skipped over. He begins to speak about the world in terms of the Virata Rupa. He speaks about the Lord in the heart. Uh, these are the beginning chapters of the second canto when Sukadev comes on the scene and the Raj Prichard is at the Ganges and he's got his questions and so forth. Hmm? And, uh, and so there's a, there's a progression. He doesn't come out and say, you're a gopi. <laughs> Get going here. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't start there. It comes a little bit later, um, and, and so he. 
the, be- the beauty I want to say of bhakti is brought out, for example, in the twelfth chapter of the Gita, that klesodikarastesham um, abhyakta shakta chedasam, hmm? uh, that the 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 indeterminate absolute. Indeterminate means nothing can be determined about it, in a sense, because it is nirvishesh. You understand the term? Nirvishesh means without differentiation, without qualities, without any distinction, without any variety. It's not in one place and not in another. It's in every place, it's everywhere, in everything. This becomes very... Invisible, like spiritual life is invisible and material life is visible. This is another misconception, but uh, I don't know if we'll go into that. But it's often thought that form is material, formless is is spiritual. Uh, But this is a particular, the formless feature, nirvishesh, of the absolute. It's indeterminate. So because it's indeterminate, you can't determine. To, to, to play on the word much about it, it has no distinctions. Therefore, the Upanishads speak of it in in, in a negative way. Neti, neti. It's not this. It's not that. It's not like anything of the world. It's nothing to compare it with. It's and, and there's not much you can say. Anything you can say positively about it. Now, what I'm saying here is that with regard to bhakti. Hmm, even if it's in the form of, for example, as Sukadeva begins to meditate on the Lord in heart, that's how he begins his, his discourse, which is a little different than um, Namsan Kirtan and, and, and the Rag Marg of Gaudi Vaishnavism, but they're, they're related, obviously. And he's speaking about bhakti. The, the difference is that, that the, this is a determinate absolute so it has qualities that determine it, that distinguish it. Hmm? And and so, there's therefore, when the sutras of Vyas say, what is that sutra? Ikshate na shabdat. Ikshate na shabdat. And Shankar translates it that, that, that the nature of, the, of Brahman Reality is such that you cannot say anything about it. It's beyond words. It is beyond thought. Hmm. And, when, and, and our most revered Sri Baldev Vijibhushan in his Gubindabhas, he has a different take. He sees it with a double negative. It's na ikshate na ashabdat. Ikshate na ashabdat. Na ashabdat. That it's not, it's not that you cannot something like that <laughs> uh, talk about. It. He says, in other words, he says, you cannot say enough about it. Hmm? But there's much that can be said because it's a determinate absolute, and and what's making the determinate, what's bringing the qualities and the form and the distinctions and all this is the this is the bhakti. Hmm? That's why I say bhakti is a bias. There's Ram bhakti and there's Krishna bhakti. And they look different. Why do they look different? Hmm? There are many different forms of the Lord. Uh, because there are many different hearts of devotees. And, 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 and bhakti takes a seed in the heart and there's a corresponding form of the Lord. So the form of the Lord, like I've said before many times, this is the 
metaphysic of Gaudi Vaishnavism, love of God and the Godhead are one and different, right? So, so it's a, I'd say it's the beauty of bhakti because it, it, it's it's very uh, well it's it's user friendly. I quoted the Gita, the twelfth chapter, and Krishna says this uh, contemplation of conceptualizing Brahman is very difficult. Hmm? It's very how do you conceptualize something that has no no distinguishing qualities? Hmm? It's very abstract, very difficult. Um, we in Gaudiya Vaishnavism compare it to the halo of Bhagawan. Hmm? Then it starts to make sense, and you can talk about it, <laughs> even though it's you know it itself is undifferentiated, but it's connected with some. He in in in, in the uh, what does Brahma Smita to say? Yasya Prabho Brahmavata Jagannanda Koti Koti Swasheshu Vasudadi Vibhuti Binam Tad Brahmanishkala Manantam Sheshabhutam. Govindamati Purusham Tamam Bajami. There is what? The Dharmi and the Dharma. So Krishna is the Dharmi and and the, the Brahman, the halo, is, is is the Dharma. It's the it's the possessor and the possessed. That which is indeterminate cannot possess anything. That which is determinate can possess. So if we look at the two, then we see. What is saying? This is what Krishna says in the Gita in the fourteenth chapter. What is the verse? Brahmanohi, pratishtaham. He's saying, "I am the possessor, and Brahman is possessed by me. I have a halo." Is what he's saying. I have a halo. <laughs> Look at me. Hmm? I have a halo. Halo doesn't have Krishna, <laughs> but Krishna has a halo. People, people, the halos don't talk. They don't. They're nirvishesh. They don't. They don't possess. Hmm? So, uh, so the bhakti is is very friendly because we do conceptualize, hmm? and that's how we get a foothold. You know, to go to go forward, and we are sensual beings, materially speaking, hmm? and so we have all these hooks, if you will, and and. Uh, and, and again, because the Brahman is possessed by the possessor, it's not that they're provisional only. Hmm? It's not that the form of Krishna, the name, the name is Nirguna, it's not Saguna. It's not a provisional thing to conceptualize, to take you to something beyond conceptualization. And Krishna himself is also beyond conceptualization, but he's not beyond talking about. In the words, like as I said, there's you cannot say enough about him. So you, it's not that that what is described about him in the Bhagavatam that's it, perfect. They're done, finished. All you have to do is memorize the book on Krishna conscious. <laughs> the teaching is that Krishna himself is trying to figure himself out, right? and he can't. And so the Gorlila manifests. And he makes his his best effort. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, he in his in his fullest form is unknowing. And love is a kind of unknowing, uncertainty within certainty. And, and so you know, you know, you're married. You got a ring that's on your finger or whatever it is. But you're always asking. You know, you never say you love me. I mean, you got a ring on your finger, for God. What more do you want? A little something, <laughs> a little something more. 
<laughs> so there's some uncertainty within the certainty. Mm. There's some. It's okay to be unknowing. We, you know, we want to capture everything in the fist of our intellect. Uh, we have to wean ourselves from such a habit, mm, such a pursuit, which will not be fruitful, not be successful. Mm. We can know we're in the hands of a fa- an affectionate um, guardian. Mm. And where we will go, we don't know, and that's the exciting part of the, of the whole affair. Hmm? Where we'll go, nobody knows. Right, round and round. So, um, so anyway, to help us go, it is such a free-flowing, exciting. Who knows what'll happen next? Type of world and path. In reality, now we're spinning out of control under the influence of the mind and the senses, and it's just really uncomfortable. So we want some... S- s- stop! <laughs> and and uh, hold on, and, uh, and, and let me get a grip, and so forth. So here, Bhakti comes in a, in a beginning stage in a way that you can just grab onto everything, and everything seems to stop. And, but you have to be careful to, th- to, th- to, 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 to stop from thinking that I've just arrested Bhakti and Bhagwan, and I've got it, and... and uh, I'll go to the class and, uh, and I'll ask Marsh, Marsha, um, you didn't say anything about the chanting and there's some people here that need to hear about the chanting and in other words, like he figured or she figured, I already know everything, I don't need to go to the class, but, but I'll go there and, and other, the new people will need to learn something and, and, uh, and so we don't pay attention. And, and, you know, I'm learning. Hmm? I used to go to classes... I don't have the luxury uh, now that the, as I used to, but I used to go to classes and my standard for going to the classes was that if I could hear one point, hmm, only one point that would ring true and I knew it was, that I would think it would be successful and I would take that, incorporate that into my heart, into, my, into the spiritual house, of bhakti that I was making the effort to con- construct, hmm? and I would come out with that. My time was well well spent, something like that. Prabhupada hmm? um, said, "What about questions? I only had one. How can I serve?" So this kind of, with this kind of serving disposition, we should hear the text. We should hear, as I've said also, and think and intellectualize about the implications of the text and use our head for a purpose, right? That is to soften our heart. And if we're doing that, then it's always something to learn. Hmm? Hmm? It never becomes static. It, it always be, it's, oh, it's moving, but moving. Now we're moving, we want to stop. Hmm? But we're moving because we want to find love. And when we find it, we find out it's moving too. <laughs> but it is a different, different orbit altogether. Hmm? But because we want to stop, sometimes we, we tend to want to arrest that movement of bhakti and capture it and know it all and then go on with our life. <laughs> In other words, I, 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 I wanted to know the meaning of life and now I know, so I'm going to just get on with life. Now I know, I got it. Okay, Krishna's God, I'm at the body. Let us carry on as if I'm the body <laughs> and Krishna's not everywhere watching me. This is, uh, uh, you know, the, the nature of the uh, conditioned 
uh, mind. It's like uh, like a vulture, fly high in the sky, uh, looking for for dead things. It, 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 it's a dead thing in itself, so it tries to uh, uh, bring everything down to its level, to understand it, to to take the life out of it. Hmm. Um, so that's a problem. So in the solution, we have to be careful that we don't get trapped uh, in, in, in a problem. When, like, when we get a handle and we get a, a way of conceptualizing Krishna in the heart, for example, and um, I know, and, and then you start thinking out of it in a more literal um, way, and then you hear a more developed explanation, and you think, that's not the teaching, Vishnu's in the heart. He said it was in the, you know, in the subtle body. I heard it was in the heart, you know, and there's a picture right there in the Bhagavatam. <laughs> yeah. So you have to be careful about this. This requires good association, so we can pr- move progressively and deeper in, into the teaching, and, and into the basic teachings. You know, one time, one of my godbrothers was sannyasi, and he he asked me, he was in touch with a particular teacher, and um, the teacher was talking about what he said were higher topics, and he said it was a problem because he was talking about higher topics and people were misunderstanding the higher topics and so forth. And so he asked me, how did Sridhar Marsh speak, because he knew I was a student of Sridhar Marsh, um, how did he speak about higher topics such that people didn't confuse them? And I said, well, actually... He mostly spoke about lower topics, but in the highest way. Hmm. Hmm. What is a high topic? Hmm. What is a high topic? If you can get this one topic down, really, understand it. We were talking about nishta yesterday. This is an interim goal. Hmm. If you get this, you have everything. That's what Mahaprabhu was saying. You come to nishta in Namsankirtan, then you will go the distance. Hmm. Then, then, then you have some real tangible experience of what the world of possibilities is. Hmm. And they're unlimited. And so all the fantastic stories and so forth that might have a hard time fitting between your ears and reasoning about and so on. And hmm. All possibilities in the world, of, in the subjective world hmm. that are not possibilities in the physical world. So, so we use the body. And we say Vishnu is in the heart. You got a heart. Heart's important. It's right here, and you kind of feel like that. It's kind of an interesting emotional reality. But as you say, yes, the emotions are in the in the, in the mind. Happies and sads are all in the mind. Hmm? Of course, when we say it's only in your mind, that's not a small thing. <laughs> mind is a big thing. It's a big world. Uh, the subjective world, that's not the subjective world proper. That's a kind of a semblance of the subjective world, the mind, but it's going in, in a sense in the direction of the subjective world, which is the real world. It's the world we really live in, the world of feelings. Hmm? And, from, and, and, and knowing, real knowing comes from feeling. Hmm? Because we may say, I know, Maharaj, but, uh, but, <laughs> but I feel otherwise. Hmm. Um, of course, it's a, it's a little different, but I'm saying feeling 
rules. When we when our feeling becomes wise and harmonized with the sacred text and so forth, the feeling bhakti is a feeling and it has it is the end of knowledge. Gyan shunya bhakti is the advocacy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Ramananda Sambad and Goranga Mahaprabhu's conversation with Roy Ramananda when he spoke about bhakti unencumbered by gyan. He said, "Now we're getting somewhere. Now we now we're going in." In the in a, in a, in the real spiritual direction, in terms of the, the, the sadhana, or term, excuse me, in terms of the sadhya, in terms of the goal. First, he speaks about the goal in that conversation, then about the the means to to achieve it. So, so Vishnu in the heart, and um, and, uh, and 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 feeling. Is uh, for the sake of conceptualization and perhaps for speaking and explaining, we talk about it like that. But yes, the heart, the chitta, that is another thing. Okay, so it's it's uh, it, it, it it's not and it's not shaped like this. You know, it takes the shape hmm, of things that it reflects on. It is an organ, sometimes described as a subtle organ, if you will, that that, that of it is behind like perception, and so it, it it reflects like a mirror. Mahaprabhu compared it to a mirror. He said, "Cheto, same idea. Chitta means chet, cheta darpana, marginum. Darpana means mirror. So if you take a mirror and you put it here, what will you see? You will see what's in front of the mirror reflected on the mirror. So this chitta reflects the world hmm? and images and." Uh, Impressions of the world uh, enter the the chitta, and it takes the shape of those impressions hmm, to one extent or another. And then those impressions drive our action. Unfortunately, um, for the most part, uh, in such a way that that booty, hmm, which is another faculty of the subtle body, is kind of pushed out, discrimination is, is pushed out of the way and habitually we do even what we may be able to dis, dis, discern by good discrimination is, is not in our interest. So the idea in, in, in bhakti is cheto darbana marginum, that the mirror of the mind, that the vrittis, vrittis are the, they like these impressions, like waves on the, on the, on the water of the chitta, they become flattened out and and of course, we instead of leaving it there, we import the bhakti vritti. Hmm? So it's a tsunami. Hmm? It's a big wave into the mind. And as I said the other day, sudashat vaviseshat no prema suyam But the mind becomes bhava. Hmm? Bhava takes over the mind. Now that said, the example is of course like an iron rod placed in the fire. Hmm? And then, if you touch you with it, you won't say, "Why did you touch me with that iron bar?" <laughs> you say, "You burnt me." Hmm? Um, so, the mind and the entire sadaka deha hmm, becomes spiritualized by bhakti. Hmm? So, and everything everything's going on in the mind. So, all the happiness, distress is going on in the mind. Hmm? That's that's a fact. Yeah. So if so, if you can put your mind somewhere else, 
in the face of physical distress, then you won't, you won't experience it. If your sense of sight is lined up with a, with a form, an object of sight, hmm, but your mind is somewhere else, you won't, you won't experience it, right? Hmm? So we can leave here and we can ask everybody what you saw in the room. Everybody didn't see everything because everybody didn't hear. What did you hear at the talk? Well, I, heard, I didn't hear that part <laughs> because at that time, your mind was somewhere else. Hmm? Uh, or you heard it, but then your mind took, and someone else, something else took precedence, and so forth. So, so um, what's happening? In them? It's only in the mind, but it's a lot. It's everything. Hmm? So, yoga for controlling the mind. Hmm? And your question was what? <laughs> just, just like sometimes, when, you know, I really you always use that talk about the, the the heart as being chitta. And, but, but I'm feeling like I'm having difficulty with that thinking because all the emotional, you know, happy, sad, lovely, all that is a mental prop to the mind. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just this one's just... And the reason that it came up is because... Of course, the internal uh, organ has the buddhi, chitta, hankar, and, and manas, so they have different different functions. But sometimes we use a broader term. Maybe we say the mind, something like that. Yeah. It's just something that came up with someone right, doing writing on this, and so we were trying to hone it with you know having mm-hmm. an accurate, you know, description of it for presentation to the audience. Mm-hmm. So that was so it was like some confusion coming up with it. Mm-hmm. Right. So. So in, in Bhav Bhakti, then this Surup Shakti takes over the mind. It rides the mind. It would be like fire and iron. And uh, this is very different than in the Gyanmark. This this is not possible. So the the, the the body dies, and that's it. Uh, the Prabhda Karma is done. And 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 uh, for example, one attains Brahma Sayuja if he hasn't offended or she hasn't offended Bhakti. But in bhakti, this is hardly the end. This is really the beginning. Uh, uh, Spiritual practice in jnana ends with sufficient detachment, and spiritual practice in bhakti ends with a a measure of attachment for Krishna that takes one into the the realm of bhakti bhakti and ecstasy. And, And so you have a different mind and a different body, Although it appear, may appear the same to others, and this is a great mystery of kind of transubstantiation, to use a Catholic term, where the body and mind become spiritualized. Hmm? Um, so, and ours is, you know, is quite, as I said, uh, user friendly, uh, rather than stopping the mind or doing away with the mind. Uh, bhakti is riding on the mind, and. and the mind likes to move, and Krishna likes to move too. So the leelas are in motion, and there are many ways to think about him, and, and so on and so forth. So, what else? Yes, sir. Maharaj, you just said that um, you used to uh, consider it a success when you went to a lecture and you could take out one point yeah. that you could integrate into your life. Yeah. Well... In the last two days that I had the privilege of listening to you, you spread uh, pretty much a smorgasbord of things. 
and it would be very difficult not to find something of that sort. <laughs> well, However, I'm glad you feel that way. One thing you used very beautiful words when you, what seemed to me, briefly alluded to something. And the feeling that I had was that you kind of opened a door to the crack and this gorgeous butterfly came out and I was entranced by it and trying to follow it and capture it. And then it went right back in and it all closed again. So I don't think that I really got what you offered there, at least not to any I don't think I was. He listens pretty good, doesn't he? <laughs> Some of you know what it is, probably. That Srimati Radharani is the true subject of Uh-huh. That it is her. It is, it is her. And it, was, it is so hard feeling, this concept, that. With your permission, I want to be greedy, and I would like to ask you to either just reiterate or even elaborate. Okay, yeah. There are some other points, too. That if you li- listen to that again, that lecture, there's, there's, some, there's a couple of even more, in one sense, interesting ones that that uh, worth pursuing, but that's a good one, too. So, yes, that is a very, actually, central uh, doctrine in one sense to uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Um, and it's uh, interesting because, of course, the name of Radharani is not even mentioned in the Bhagavatam. So if we make this point, someone say, you know, you say the book's all about Radharani, your name's not even mentioned there. So, you know, what kind of... Where did you learn Sanskrit or... <laughs> Something like that. But that's not the language, of course, that the Bhagavatam is written in. It's couched in the Sanskrit language, but it's said to be samadhi bhasya. So, samadhi nanusmaratadvicheshtitam. Nard offered a solution to Vyasa's dilemma when he was feeling unfulfilled, having written all the, edited or compiled all the sacred texts, and having not in Nard's estimation, spoken about bhakti in no uncertain terms, hmm? um, as we speak about bhakti. Hmm? And so he told him that you're very qualified. You said samadhi nanusmaratadvicheshtitam. You enter into samadhi, and and what comes from that, hmm? you will have your answer. That's the Srimad Bhagavatam. So it's in the, it's described there in the seventh chapter of the first. Canto of the Bhagavatam, Vyasa's experience in his trance. Out of that it comes a chinti beta beta and the whole, if you will, as we sometimes refer to it, Radha Bhagavatam. Hmm? So it's in a, it's it's not in it's couched in the Sanskrit language, but it's written in the in in the Samadhi it's the Samadhi experience, the trance experience of Vyas, which he's trying to trying to convey in the in the intellectual uh, and uh, sp- religious language of the times. And in his effort to do so, of course, it's said in the Bhagavatam that uh, what is that verse? That um, 
he the, the audience is asked to overlook any grammatical errors or linguistic is it that yatad visargo janatagamitlo yasmin pati shlokam abadhabati api namani antashiya shon kitana yatchinvanti gayanti grinanti sadava with some there's a verse from the Bible it's spoken with some sense of urgency please try to catch the spirit of this uh, it's beyond words and thought I'm trying to fit it in to words and thought in a world where reason and, and language hold such uh, important positions for as it's thought understanding and communication and still inevitably invariably there will be some some flaw hmm? please overlook that hmm? I, 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 I'm imploring you this is very important this kind of spirit this verse is spoken it's very compelling hmm? um, the spirit of that sometimes was 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 spoken about by Prabhupada when he would speak of a like a four-story building that's on fire and on the top floor the Italians are living and on the second floor the Germans and on the third floor the the Japanese and the fourth the first floor the English speaking and everybody says you know fuego you know fire I don't know how you say it in German how do you say it in Japanese we had a number here that could have told he's the absent MIA so at any rate, they all speak a different word. Nobody on the 80th floor understands the other person, but they all understand. Hmm? There's something, some urgency, so they, they don't know what they look then. They begin to look with a sense of urgency, and then they can find the common necessity and a remedy. Hmm? So there's a spirit behind the Bhagavatam of a necessity. Prabhupada very much embodied this spirit. It's very compelling in his... Outreach, hmm? coming to America as he did. At one point he said he was prepared to speak to the walls if no people would listen because this was his Guru Nishta because his Guru David told him, go and speak in English. So if the people won't listen, I'll speak to the to the English stones and walls and whatever. <laughs> was, he was so so prepared. He, he had a real sense of... of, of uh, of urgency and, and it, it, it very much uh, was contagious, powerful. Hmm. Uh, so, um, yes, the name of Radha is not there in the in the Bhagavatam. Now that said, you can find the name of Radha in other Puranas like uh, Padma Purana, Vishnu Purana, in um, um, Harivams Purana, uh, and others. Uh, And other details as well, other details about Krishna Leela and so forth, and names of other gopikas and cowherds and so forth. There's a few friends of Krishna mentioned in the Bhagavatam in verse in passing, 
But the book doesn't go into those kind of details about, and she dresses like this, and looks like this, and this kind of thing. You can find some of this in other Puranas, which are all thought to be only supplementary and secondary, because the Bhagavatam, Sukadeva didn't have time to go into those details. He was the, What the Bhagavatam does is it showcases the bhavas, hmm? the bhavas that, that have a shape, but just knowing the shape of them is not sufficient. You can't just, I'll just go and read the Radha Krishna Gwanadeshti Peak and, and, and memorize. This one has a blue sari, this one has a green sari, this one, and, and you don't, that's, that's, that's not a bad thing to do, but it's Krishna consciousness is more than that. So the, the, the Bhagavatam is speaking in, in, in the language of Vyasa in such a way that, that, and the Goswami's books are doing the same thing, following the Bhagavatam and their Lila Grantas, that are trying to, and they're successful to convey the sentiments of brothers. Like you take Gopal Champu, for example, Jiva Goswami's masterpiece, and at the end he says, and so, I've displayed the, the, the four sentiments of Braj. Pick one and enter in. Hmm. Yeah, basically what he says. I've showed them here. And it's, it's, the Bhagavatam has three basic centers hmm, of feeling. It has a Batsalya center of feeling, hmm, the chapters surrounding the Dhammadar Leela. Hmm. It has a, it has a but Vatsalya means the parental love. It has a Sakya Rasa center, the Brahma Vimohan Lila, hmm? consisting of four chapters, including the prayers of Brahma, which where the Siddhanta is is also uh, very nicely played out, uh, the Tattva, and then the, the following fifteenth chapter of the Dainakasur Lila, where you even find the Priyanarma Sakha, hmm? uh, and, and and of course it's 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 placed in the middle. <laughs> You ha- it's 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 interesting because you have the Vatsalya center comes first, the center of feeling. That's what I'm saying, and then you have the Sakya Rasa center, in the center of that. It, it, well, followed by the Madhurya Rasa center, which is the Rasa Panchajaya, the five chapters about the Rasa Lila. Hmm? Um, I mean, this is not the only place these things are talked about, of course, but these are the main feeling centers of the book. And the Sakura side just is a curious side. Of course, it's placed in the center, couched between the Vatsalya and the Madhurya. Hmm? And the reason for that, of course, is that the Sakurasa, as Brahma says in the 14th chapter there, Aho Bhagyam, Aho Bhagyam, Nanda Gopur Bajokasham, Yan Mitram Paramanandam, Puna Brahma Sanatanam. Hmm? He says, This is the land of friendliness. Hmm? It, when Prabhupada was asked by Rishikeshananda, um, about the uh, the prayogen of the Gaudias hmm? and the followers of Rupa Goswami, he asked Prabhupada uh, that uh, Rupanuga to follow the the the, the, uh, the Rupa, Rupa Goswami, he says this this this, this means the Manjari Bhav. Hmm? You don't understand the term. It means like to be a handmaiden of Radha. It's a kind of dasya within Madhurya. Hmm? That's very peculiar. Um, Radha dasyam. So Prabhupada said, down to Sakya. That was his, 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 his answer. So, uh, so he, he, he went to the, there may be personal reasons for that, but from a philosophical point of view, uh, the baseline of the Braj is Sakya Rasa, but 
in, in the way I'm talking about it also, it extends throughout. It's very peculiar in this way that it, 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 it is its own center and it extends into Vatsalya and into Madhurya and into Dasya also. And the Dasya, that is the fourth bhav, there is no center for that in the Bhagavatam per se, although the whole thing is about servitude. But that is because the Dasya Bhakti of Vrindavan is touched by Sakya. Hmm? It is tinged by Sakya. So Sakya is the beginning. It's, a, it's Yanmitram Paramanandam. Brahma says, Oh, how lucky. Oh, how lucky. Aho Bhagyam, Aho Bhagyam. And Bhagya, Ati Bhagyena. This is how we get into Bhakti. Hmm? If you won the lottery, that's what it means. That's how you got into bhakti. You should pinch yourself. Here. That's it. I won. I'm in. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm here. Looks like I'm here. Hang on. It's, you're very lucky. This is the explanation. Why me? Don't try to reason about that. Hmm? Why not everybody else? <laughs> Don't wait for that. It's happening to you. Happening to me? What's the address here? <laughs> The absolute truth is that such and such lane, you know, in Hillsboro. What? That's where. That, is that really happening? Hmm? Rupa Goswami says, "You just count your lucky stars." Hmm? Hmm. All the gopis' names, you know, they're named after the different stars, the different constellations. Hmm? So, count your lucky stars. Hmm? Uh, <laughs> Mahaprabhu, in pursuit of the love of the gopis, has come. Make us fortunate. Hmm? What is the verse? He said, Rupa Goswami's verse. Hmm. The blessing of Mahaprabhu. Hmm. He describes Anarpita Charin Charat Kurnayavatin Kalo Samarpaitam Unatul Rasam Sabhakti Sriam. Hari Purata Sundra Duti Kadamba Sandi Pitaha Sadhardaya Kandres Puratova Sachinandana. So it's a blessing. Hmm? And it's a land of friendliness. Hmm? And so this Sakyarasa, it's very peculiar in this way, just in a small point I like to make, that there are four kinds of Sakyarasa. That means there's Sakyarasa mixed with Dasya. There's Sakyarasa mixed with Vatsalya. There's Sakyarasa, pure, only Sakyarasa, without any mixture. He's talking about Sankul and Keval. Keval means unmixed, and Sankul is the language of Rupa Goswami, and Sankul means mixed. So there's a mixture. Sakya, mixed with some Dasya. It's a form of Sakyarasa. Then there's Sakya mixed with some Vatsalya, in the form of Sakyarasa. We call it Sakya, we, we call it um, surit saka, saka surit saka. Surit means like, like a well-wisher, hmm. Hmm. Yes. like an older friend, something like that. And then pure sakyarasa, so um, priya sakya, and then priya narma. Priya narma means it extends into madhurya. Sakya mixed with Madhurya. So you see, it goes in all directions. It covers the whole plane. Hmm? Hmm? This, of course, you know, you had some feeling for this, then you get into these kind of points. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's factual. Uh, and Brahma is speaking about it this way. It is the land of, of, of friendliness. Hmm? 
And so, anyway, you have these three centers. You have this Vatsalya Rasa center, you have the Sakya Rasa center, and then you have the Madhuriya Rasa center. And Bhagavatam is playing out these sentiments in these sections, and the other material is all, of course, of course supporting, and the knowledge of bhakti is given, and again, ways to think about the natural world that will promote a sense of the self, some little bit of knowledge that you're not the body is there in the Bhagavatam, also because a little apathy towards uh, 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 material acquisition, the, the futility of it is useful for bhakti hmm, in the beginning. So, but it's all about this, showcasing these, these centers. And in another sense, of course, Sakirasa, Dasirasa, Braj, and Vatsalirasa, they're all serving the Madhuriras. There's another sense, it is all pervading. Once Pujapada Maharaj told me, he said, just like in this world, the sexual attraction is all-pervading, and everything is moving around that. Hmm? Before I finish what he said, it reminds me of another thing that Prabhupada said to me. When I took sannyas in 1975 and met him a few months later, from him in Vrindavan a few months later in New York, and, and we had recently acquired the skyscraper in New York for the, the Prabhupada. You know, Prabhupada started, you know, ostensibly as a bum in the Bowery, homeless person, hmm? and he ended with a skyscraper in New York for Krishna. It was a huge triumph for him, right? And we had him on the 11th floor, which is the top floor, you know, was a, was a kind of a skyscraper and so in Manhattan, right? So I was sitting with Prabhupada in his room in Manhattan on the 11th floor and I was alone with Prabhupada and the young, you know, I took sannyasa, I was 25 years old, so it was 40 years ago this year. <laughs> uh, I, well, I must have been really, I can tell you I was quite foolish at the time, but but it was the right call. It was his call, too. So anyway, he said to me, he said, have you seen the New York women? And I'm thinking, Prabhupada, you know, like, what are you talking about? Are you testing me? Or, you know, like, all these thoughts are going through my head. How am I supposed to respond to this? And then he says, they are so beautiful. I'm thinking, wow, where are we going? You know, I'm right, whatever, you know. <laughs> And then he then he just began to talk further. He just began to talk. He said, and and, the, and, the, and here we are on the eleventh floor, and the other buildings they're going up even higher, and the whole thing is going up like this and moving like this with vehicles and all this, and 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 it is all because Vishnu Maya, in the form of the beautiful women, and everybody's he was saying Vishnu Maya. Is, is, is in the form of the beautiful ladies and the whole world is moving around this and <laughs> all think he's wonderful you know you're beautiful too Prabhupada <laughs> yeah. so so Sridhar Maharaj said the whole world material world is pervaded by this attraction what is it Pumsastriya Mitunim Bhava Metor Bhagavatam says Making the whole world go around this attraction, and then Shri said, and similarly in Vrindavan, this is this is all pervading, touching everything. Hmm? So in another sense, and in a, in a really dominant sense, 
the Sakya, Vatsalya, they're all participating in the Madhurya. That's what it's all about. Of course, Vatsalya participates indirectly by being incompatible with Madhurya Rasa, Parakya. Hmm? The Parakya is the is the is the is the Madhurya of of of, of Gokul, hmm? um, and it is in opposition to that. It's not in opposition internally. What's, Mother Yasoda wants nothing more than Krishna, her son, to marry Radharani. Hmm? She wants nothing more than that. But it's not allowed. That's not allowed. It's not in his chart. In as much as his chart says he's going to be leaving as a young boy and going to distant lands and not coming back for you know. And so this will be a problem for Radha and any other gopi if they marry him and he leaves and doesn't come back. Well. <laughs> We'll never have any grandchildren. Hmm? That's just not our culture. <laughs> She's thinking, so it's not going to work. It's a, it's a problem. So, of course, this all the illusion created for the sake of, of parakia. So, but Salyaras is, 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 is in opposition. Sakyaras, on the other hand, is compatible with Madhuryaras. So, especially in the form of the Priyanarmasaka, is very much participatory in that affair. But in this sense, I'm saying, these are the... You, the secondary roles, you know, you have your, you know, Subal gets the award for, the, you know, the, the, what do they call them? Assisting actor or something? Best supporting, Sup- Best supporting actor in the, in the Leela, something like this. His support of Radha and Krishna. Hmm. <laughs> so there's the, there's the hero and the heroine, and and and, and there are other supporting roles. The handmaidens are supporting also. They could get an award in another sense uh, as well. So, but they are in Madhura Rasa. They are ex- experiencing the full. They they are really participating in you know the main the main act, so to speak, directly, hmm? vicariously through their absorption in in Radha. So, so. The Bhagavatam is about these centers, and these centers are really, in a in a in, in a feeling sense, I was kind of speaking in more of a in a kind of a geographical or quantitative. Well, it's a, how the Sakiras has its place everywhere. It's it's a friendly place, but within that, the central feeling that's going on that everyone's moving around is the affairs of Radha and Krishna. Mm-hmm. The parakya bhava of, of Radha and Krishna. Hmm. So, so your question is this, and, and so the, Radha's name is not mentioned in the Bhagavatam, but by careful reading and good association, we can understand what the, what the book's really about. Where these, and this is what we get from our Goswamis, they you know they they they've identified these centers if you will, in the center of the center. In fact, the whole Bhagavatam builds like this from the beginning. In terms of the narrative, which is the center, another sense of Krishna's Leela, in the 10th canto, hmm, the 10th canto is the center. So it's a little bit, um, what would you call it? Um, Off-center, yeah. There's a better better word for that, but yeah. It's it's not... um, Asymmetrical. Asymmetrical, it's asymmetrical. It's, it's, It's... as it should be. Um, so the tenth canto is another center, and it begins and builds up and up and up until the Rasa Lila 
it's if you read it properly, this was happening, and 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 Radha and Krishna consummate their love for one another in the Rasalila. Hmm? You know, you get up to the um, the Gopi Vastraharna Leela, hmm? when Krishna stole the clothes of the gopis and so forth, and they get, it looks like it's going to happen here. Hmm? The gopis pray to Katyayani uh, to get Krishna as their husband. Krishna's come, he steal their clothes, had to come out, but he's, it doesn't quite happen, but he makes a promise there. And another time, and we'll meet. We'll, we'll, we, we, we'll, so this is the Rasalila, and it's, it's happened. But then there's so much that follows after that in the Bhagavatam, right in the book. All of it is building up to that, and afterward, properly understood. That's why you have to read the Lita Madhava, Vidagda Madhava, the dramas of Rupa Goswami. These are all these books are Goswami, all like extended commentaries on the Bhagavatam. These Leelas, Matura, Pradwarka, they're all pointing back to the Brajlila. And and to the to to, to, to the Brajlila and and, and Radha and Krishna's Parakī in, partic- in particular. Hmm? So, this is a Gaudiya interpretation, and you may think, well, that's the Gaudiya interpretation, but you see, the Gaudiya people, nobody, nobody embraces the Bhagavatam like the Gaudiyas. We have a whole Jiva Goswami's dissertation, Tattva Sandarbha, is all about how all the sacred texts orbit around the Bhagavatam, and they have to be understood in relation to the Bhagavatam. If they contradict the Bhagavatam in any way, we 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 don't uh, we don't, we we have no uh, necessity to accept those statements. Hmm? So this is a really Bhagwat centric uh, sampradaya, hmm? um, and the Gaudiya and also the Gaudiya perspective on Krishna. I mean, nobody flatters says as as, as such flattering things about Krishna. Uh, as the, as the Gaudiya people do, hmm? and you know, and, and to, to love one is, is is to know one. So I mean, and and this is what they say ultimately. Jairade, hmm? hmm? who, who is Krishna? Again, who is Krishna? Hmm? Krishna is Brahman. Krishna is Paramatma. Krishna is Bhagwan. Hmm? Generally, these words, Brahman, Paramatma, Bhagavan, they're thought to be just different synonyms for the same thing. The Gaudiya perspective is, yeah, they're all speaking about the same thing, but different manifestations of the same thing. This is a whole different take on the Vedanta. Hmm? That Brahman, as we said earlier, that's the halo. Paramatma is just the partial witnessing manifestation. Bhagavan is there for vilas, for play, in Vaikuntha, and then there is Krishna. Bhagavan... Swayam, not Bhagavan, Bhagavan Swayam. But what's making him that? What is making Krishna Swayam Bhagavan is the fact that Radha is standing next to him. That's the whole point. Hmm? Because in Brahman, the Swarup Shakti is not manifest. That's why it's still. Hmm? That's why it has no vishesh, no differentiation. Hmm? If you take yourself, take yourself and uncover the, the Maya Shakti from you, what will you have? Hmm? You have a unit of sat, chit, ananda, and there are certain other aspects of the self, but they will not be able to manifest without an environment. If you say that the, the jiva is a will, is a doer, well, if there's nothing to do, 
there's no environment, then that it, 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 how can it, 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 it fun- function in any meaningful way? That's what the meaning of tatasta is. Hmm? Tatasta means that we, as tatasta, tata means the beach, it means the line that demarks the water from the sand. You can see it on a map, but you can't put your finger on it. Hmm? You cannot put your finger on the line that demarks the water from the sand. This is this is a very nice word. This is a go, totally Gaudiya word, hmm? tatasta shakti, and so much is being said there. It's saying that the jiva has a nature, and its nature is such that it lends itself to nurture. Isn't that friendly? I mean, you can all go, yeah, that may I got, because our own material situation is like that, right? We think, oh, I have a certain genes and a DNA, but then again, if I get a certain environment, you know, yeah, I guess it's thought like that, you know, uh, 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 if, you're, if you're liberal, I guess the environment make, makes a difference. And, um, so anyway, uh, it, 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 the environment is the nurture. Hmm? So we have a nature, and if we have the Maya Shakti as our environment, then it nurtures us in such a way that we develop you know, an American personality, a Spanish personality, a man's ego, a woman's ego, you know, they're enjoyers, it's Purushabhav in either case, but uh, you know, this is the kind of personality that comes out. Now, if you if you take away that Maya Shakti, you've got no environment. But if you take it away in the context of bringing yourself, in, bring, coming in touch with a Bhakti environment, then you're going to, you're, you're going to have determining characteristics, hmm? a personality, a form, and so forth. Love has a form. Otherwise, how can you take advantage of it? Art is not an idea. Hmm? I mean, it is, but without a canvas, no one could take advantage of it. Hmm? Form is not limiting in this sense. It's everything. It's facilitating. Specificity is required for love. The more you know about someone that's lovable, the more that you can love them. Hmm? So, all this specificity, this all coming from bhakti, hmm? as it applies to us, as I'm speaking about, it applies to Bhagwan. Hmm? That's why I say, we say, achintya beta beta, love of Krishna and Krishna are one and the same. So the reason that Krishna hmm, is Swayam Bhagavan is because Radha is standing next to him. That is a Swayam Bhagavan. In other words, the fullest face or form of love Radha is described as Mahabhava Swarupini. So she's the, the, the full form of love. So where you have that, and there only, you have the full object of love. Hmm? So Krishna is only Krishna, if you will, Swayam Bhagavan, and that's it, because... Radha is standing next to him. So this is the, the Gaudi perspective. It kind of turns the tables and the Shakti becomes... You, know, you can talk about it from different sides, but we talk about it on this side. Shakti is the prominent thing. Hmm? Now, you know, that's not... All the other Vedanta school, you want to talk about Shaktiman is the most prominent thing. and we're, 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 we're talking about the other way. Krishna is touching the feet of, of Radha. Hmm? Yeah. And, and and other people are going. What? What kind of religion is this? You know, the Godhead is bowing before some. How can it be? We cannot allow this. You know, hmm? so it's a very peculiar idea. But this is some of the 
theology to support it. So we say really, as much as the Bhagavatam is about Krishna, it really has to be about Radha. Look at it another way. To understand a person, let's say, I know Swami Tripurari. Hmm? Do you know Swami? Yes, I know him. What does it mean that you know him? Well, maybe I mean I know of him. Hmm? But if you know him and you know what he does, he writes books, he talks a lot, he, you know, <laughs> these kind of, he, what he does is by his shakti. Hmm? So if you know his shakti, you know him. Is the idea. So this is, the, uh, uh, indeed, our perspective is that there is something in Krishna hmm, that, that he cannot understand about himself, hmm, that Radha understands, that makes her the way she is. Her love bewilders him. Hmm? What is it that makes her like that? He realizes it's me. It's me. There's something in me that she sees. So, again, as I said, I'm God. It's okay. I, I figured that. I was wondering, am I really God? Maybe maybe she's God. But why, then? why everybody says I'm God? And that doesn't make any So, he realizes it's, it's in me. Hmm? But she... But, but it's, it, it's the, the perspective of the bhakta that, it, that, 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 that can be... Uh, Understood, experienced, and it's and it's maddening. Hmm? It's it's attractive, and so Krishna wants to so taste that. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, maybe you know, you want to say, how is the Bhagavatam about Radha? It's like saying, how is the Bhagavatam about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Well, in the eleventh canto, it is said, Krishna Varnam, Tusa Krishnam, Sangopangasta Parshadam. So they're right there in the Bhagavatam. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is mentioned. You see. This is nothing. Hmm? This is academic only. And the verse can be translated in so many ways. I mean, it is something. Jiva Goswami translated it in that way. Jiva Goswami Prabhupada Ki Jai. Hmm? And, but, and it's, a, it's a very nice translation and explanation. It's after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance and it, and it fits nicely. But this is... This is Others will interpret it other ways. So we, this is not the main Puran we can quote. If this Purana says this, and, and this one says that, and you say, where's that? That's in, not in any extent existing manuscript. And you can go about it like this, trying to prove the existence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The real proofs of the Gaudias is, is that they know him so well. They know Krishna so well. They know there has to be this, this other appearance of him. They understand his psychology. Hmm? They understand that when he sees, they, they understand what happens in Rasalila. This is the center of the center of the center of the Bhagavad. They understand what's happening there. Hmm? Why Krishna left? Hmm? And then why he left Radha? Hmm? And when he came back, they, the gopis questioned him. Hmm? We talked, we won't go into it in detail here, but they questioned him. What kind of lover are you? Hmm? And they were a little bit angry with him. And man, when he answered them, wow, is he clever? clever? You can see why they're in love with him. His answer turned the whole table. I mean, you listen to their question. They they got him 
cornered now. Krishna is cornered. What kind of lover are you? And they say there's three kinds of lovers. He says, well, that's a good point. Actually, there's there's two. There's one kind of this, of the first kind. There's two kinds of the th- second kind that you mentioned. There's f- four kinds uh, of the third type that you mentioned. And he goes on like this, and he's explaining, and I'm none of them. And by and you're this one. Hmm? And and my position is, and, and he comes out and said, the reason I left is because you are who you are, and I wanted to showcase that to the world. Hmm? And to, to say, this moment, I'm indebted to you, and your sadhuness itself is your own reward. And so what I will do is make a pledge that once in every day of Brahma, I will become a sadhu. Hmm? I will become a devotee of you hmm? and enter the world and make devotees for you. Hmm? That's what he says in Bhagavatam. Hmm? So, you know, of course, you have to feel the verses and so forth, but this is what he's saying. And and that's what the Godis do. And then you look at it, and then you see they understand the psychology of Krishna. I mean, they're right. It's not just pull out some academic verse that this is talking about Chaitanya and predicting him. And wow, the, the scriptures predicted this before he even came, and now I believe in it. Hmm? Who are they talking about? What are they, who are they preoccupied with? I mean, I I've said about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, for example. We say Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was Krishna. What, some Bengali guy, you know, he's, he, now he's Krishna. I mean, everybody's got a Krishna. Everybody, you know, thinks their their guru is a Krishna. And they've got Radhas too, you know, so no problem. But the Gaudiya people, they, they, they thought, this Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna. But then they thought, his associates thought, if he's Krishna, then he, where are his associates? Who will think like this? They thought, they understood there cannot be Krishna, Swayam Bhagavan, without his associates. Hmm? That means his Surup Shakti. Without Vatsalya Ras, without... And Radharani said it too at Kurukshetra. Krishna said, look, I'm sorry, why don't you get on the back of this elephant and come with me to Dwarka, where you can be one of my queens? <laughs> Did I say that? You know, you think, uh, you, know, the, you know, that was stupid, he's thinking. Um, she she said no you know there's no sakirasa there there's no vatsalya there's no jumuna there's no govardhan there's no parkia and all these things are required for parkia and and that's where i find you that's where you're you're most most full and and so forth so the godias the godias they thought if the if they think of these flashes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has become a... Nimai Pandit has become a Vaishnav. What a celebration. They had been thinking all along if we could get him in our group. That guy's so smart. But it's all useless because he's not a devotee. Hmm? So maybe you defeated me, Murari would say, in, 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 in logic. But it's all useless anyway. Hmm? Knowledge is nothing. Bhakti is everything. And Mahaprabhu would say, Nimai Pandit say, Yes, and one day I'll become a great Bhakta. There. So... And you hear this exchange between Mahaprabhu and his students, and you just transported there as Brindaban does this. I want to take birth as a student of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu on the bank of the Ganges. What can I compare that to? Him seated on the bank of the Ganges with his students and teaching, teaching his his madness, his his, his form of of grammar and Krishna Bhakti at the same time. What can I compare it to? Hmm? 
Is it like sitting in the assembly of Brihaspati, the guru of the gods? No, that's not a. That couldn't be because Brihaspati, he's he's partisan. He only preaches to the gods, and this gore gives to everybody. He goes on. He makes different comparisons. He said, "There's nothing, no one, or anything in this world I could possibly compare this scene to, except for one thing that comes to mind." That is Krishna sitting on the banks of the Jamuna with his friends, having a picnic lunch. <laughs> this is this is Bindabandas' sentiment. Says, I want to go there. I want to take birth in Chaitanya Leela. Hmm? Uh, he came just after that. Imagine his... Just after that. All the great devotees speaking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They had just... It just happened. And here he, he's coming. Oh, in the wake of that. He got the darshan of Nityananda Prabhu in a dream. Sent him to Vrindavan. Oh, that was Krishnadas Kaviraj. Anyway, they're all... So Vrindavan does. Hmm. Krishna does. They're coming both just one, just one half generation after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. What was their feelings? And point here, this, I'm making these Gaudiya people, the associates of Mahaprabhu, his eternal associates, they got these flashes. Hmm? Murari Gupta. Hmm? He must be Krishna. Murari debating with him, and Mahaprabhu says, one day I'll become a bhakta. Touches him on the head, and Murari was electrified. Hmm? He writes, in his cup, I was electrified. What, what was that? Hmm? Is he a god? Is he? Is he, and then, then he becomes a Vaishnava. Hmm? Gore goes to, goes to, East Bengal. He takes his mantra diksha from. Ishwar Puri. He comes back, mad in love of God. Hmm? And then they're all celebrating. Nimai Pandit has become a Vaishnava. Spread like fire throughout Nadia. Nimai Pandit has become a Vaishnava. Now we will rise up and save the world. We are a marginalized group over here under the auspices of Advaita huh? and Srivas elders. But now the, the young Mahaprabhu, and they loved him. But they, but they ostensibly they were upset with him because he was not a Vaishnava. He was a useless person. Only if we could get him. <laughs> and they joined them. And then they had to flash, they thought. Namo Mahabhadanaya, Krishna Prema Pradayate, Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gauratri Senama. We are Vaishnavas. Our business is to give love of God. He is giving love of God like, like water, like nobody can give. Krishna Prema Pradayate. He's giving it from the just prem. Start with prem. Who hmm. he must be Krishna himself, Rupa Goswami said. Namo Mahabodanaya Krishna prema pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya namne Gauratrise namaha. These are his qualities. This is his form. This is his name. This is his lila. Hmm. All in this verse, he says. They had these flashes. He's Krishna. No, he's the body of Krishna. He's Krishna. And then they would think, if he, if he was Krishna, then his associates would be here too. They understood this point. Krishna's not alone, as Prabhupada would say. Krishna is all these associates, in the words. They're, they're all, the, all the qualities of Krishna. Krishna's, Rupa Goswami describes 64 of Krishna's qualities, and he breaks them down. These are the qualities that the Sakiras devotees see. These are the qualities that the Madhuryaras devotees see. 
these are the qualities of the Batsalya Bhaktas see that stand out to them. Hmm? The, the relationship between those sentiments and those qualities, you have to understand. The qualities of Krishna, the guna, the form, the lila, it's all coming from bhakti. Hmm? Hmm? So, they, 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 so they thought, and they, it means they understood who is Krishna. They understood. Who understands Krishna life? Who would think, okay, so you say your guru is Krishna. How will we prove it? Um, can he perform a miracle? Uh, you know, they didn't think like this. They thought, if he is Krishna, then all of his associates must be here. And so then they had some doubt. Until then they realized, they are here. And it's us. <laughs> and we're in another Leela. Hmm? And in this Leela we are sadhakas. And this land, Nadia, is sadhaka siddhabhumi. The land where, sad- where siddhas play the leela of sadhakas. Hmm? And what their understanding is, in Rasa Leela, hmm, probably understood, Krishna f- has a necessity that arises that cannot be fulfilled in that Leela. And that necessity is to taste Radha's love. And this gives rise to the Gore Leela. This is his creativity. His genius. Hmm? The gore, deep as you go into Krishna Leela, you find a Gore Leela. And what is Gore Leela? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you look closely at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and what will you see? You will see, oh, he is Krishna. Don't stop there. You have to look further, and you see, oh, he is Radha. Oh, he is Radha and Krishna. Hmm? Uh, this is so. This way, Bhagavatam is about about Radha's love for Krishna, and Radha is her love. She is Mahabhavsvarupa in the form of the highest love. Hmm? Without that, there's no, there's no, there's no, you know, there's, 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 there's no Krishna in the full sense of the term. Hmm? So this cornerstone of philosophy, Tattva, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, hmm? you see how it's connected to the bhava of the whole book. That Krishna is the supreme personality of God. This is the this is the password to understanding the Bhagavatam. It's a point of tattva. Hmm? It's played out in the Leela in the Brahma Vimohan Leela. Krishna shows himself to be the source of Narayan. Hmm? But this point of tattva is connected, obviously. The Bhava arises out of that tattva. The canvas, the tattva the, is the canvas, and the Leela is the art that's drawn on that. The, the Leela, the Bhava, the, the feeling, the, how it plays out. That means if Krishna is the supreme personality of God, yeah, Radha must be there. Hmm? The highest love must be there. Hmm? Hmm? That's the whole idea. I mean, you know, Krishna is in Dwarka. Hmm? And he's thinking of Vrindavan, right? In the night, he's calling out the names of Radha, Nanda, Subal, and of all the queens. No, he's, he's somewhere else. He's here. We'll take what we can get, but... You know, there's some of him is, some part of him is somewhere else. Hmm? Krishna is more in Vrindavan in his absence than he is in Dwarka in his presence. That is the teaching. Hmm? Because the love of Krishna. Hmm? When Krishna leaves Dwarka, it doesn't close down. 
when Krishna leaves Vrindavan, everything stops. Then, everything stops. They're only living to hear news. That's all, and going through some motions, and waiting for news. Hmm? Never giving up on him. So, something like that. Help? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I just have a little bit more I wanted to find out about. I was reading in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhi that Vishnath Chakrabarti Thakur says that there's the Golok and the Gokul, and Gokul is in Golok, and in Gokul there's um, Paraki Ras with the Gopis, and then in the Golok there's the Majesty, and it's not Dwarka, but there's there is marriage. The Gopis marry Krishna. And I was wondering about that because in Jiva Goswami's Gopal Champu, he says that the only reason he writes that the Gopis marry Krishna is because some of his disciples couldn't um, take that Krishna was doing Parakya. So, um, so I was just wondering if I could get some clarification on that. Well, that's a big topic, but yeah, Jiva Goswami found himself in, as one of the founders of the Sampradaya um, um, that it, what he found I guess it was a little difficult to sell the eternal perfection of parakia to morally stout uh, persons who were involved um, or getting involved and, uh, and so he wrote uh, repeatedly about Swakya hmm? in Brahma Samhita commentary and in Gopal Champu, in Ujjwal Nivamani commentary, in his Kram Sundarabha, Krishna Sundarabha, all these things. So he repeatedly doing that. But in his commentary in Ujjwal Nivamani, he, he makes a remark and he says there that some of the things I've written here are my own opinion and some of it is to, is to, is to appease others. Hmm? So, that said, um, uh, he, in other words, had a preaching strategy that he put in place, and you know you can't tell everybody everything all at once. Uh, so you got to go a little gradually. It's an art, preaching, and so where they were establishing the sampradaya, and there were, apparently there was some resistance to the idea of eternal parakya on the part of some. And so he, he said, well, so we can think about it this way. That, but what he was saying in another sense is that the siddhanta is that Radha and Krishna, Krishna belongs to Radha, and Radha belongs to Krishna and nobody else. Hmm? That's the siddhanta. But there's a, a bhava, an illusion of, of separateness for the sake of Leela, and it's pleasing to Krishna. So we give emphasis on that. That's the teaching. But he tended then to write about the siddhanta side of it. In that way, he was able to pacify some people, and he would emphasize Radha only belongs to Krishna, Radha only belongs to Krishna, something like that. Um, at the same time, then later, well, a little later, Vishwanath Chakrati Thakur came and commented on all of this and showed how to bring Jiva Goswami in harmony with Rupa Goswami and so forth. At the same time, though, there is that dimension of Golok, and now we're not talking about Dwarka or Mathura, but it's a, it's a majestic form of Golok where Radha and Krishna are married. And, and, the, and the Nimbarka Sampradaya, they do not accept the parakya, so they are also their ideal is Golok, but it's a different dimension of Golok. The Gokul 
as we see it at the center of Lok, is of Golok, is very much is the Gok, what happens here, comes here and there. So, maybe, yes, yes. So the parky is here, the parky must be there. So, yeah, sometimes it's described like the outer petals of the lotus, there's such possibilities. So, you know, you, you, you have the, well, I mean, yeah, even the other Ragmark Sampradayas like the Nimbarkis and the, and the Balabha Sampradaya, their destination is, is, is not the same as ours. We, we are Ragmark Sampradaya as well. And we're for the Parki above, we're celebrating that Parki above. Balabha may also do, but, but his center is not, not Radha. Nimbarkis, they don't. So, so it's there, not for us though. <laughs> it's there. If you're in the center, then you can know about all of it. Something like that. This is the <laughs> the Gaudiya position. But if you're just off center, then you can't you can't acknowledge the center. So we only talk for some time. Appreciate your questions and all. And uh, Purva. Yes. <laughs> uh, yesterday, you were talking about the different gradations of Uttama and Kanishta. And then what kind of threw me off was you were saying Uttama, Kanishta, and there's Kanishta, Uttama. In my conceptualization, like anyone's on Uttama, how is he connected with Kanishta? Uh huh, yeah. No, I just mean like a beginning, like a beginning, beginning Uttama. Hmm? Like Vishwanachakri Thakur, you'd think of him as an Uttam Uttam. Right, and he writes in Bhagavatam. He says, "Really, the real Uttamadakari is Mother Yasoda. She's Uttam 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 Uttam." So I mean, where does it go? So, but what I'm saying is that you know, you, you, that that there is there. Let's say, for example, one attains Prem. Right. So then there are Kanishta Uttam. And, <laughs> and then there are so many developments from there. Snehaman, Pranay, Rag, Anurag, Bhav, Mahabhav, developments of the Stai Bhav relative to your particular rasa. You'll, these different developments will take place in the Leela. And so until you reach the full development of the Stai Bhav within the context of Prem, you're not an utum utum. Hmm? So, but if anyone attains prem, you'd have to say they were utum. Hmm? But still, there are developments within that. Hmm? So, just a way of talking about it. Or you could talk about it differently. Also, you could say that it, you could say that it, what, attaining bhav, one is an utumadikari. Hmm? Bhav is the goal of of sadhana, and still there's there's growth. From there, and really, there's growth always and forever. The nature of prem is full and ever increasing. It's full and ever increasing at the same time. So, but you could say Bob is 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 is. Well, I'll give you another example. Jiva Goswami says there are three types of Mahabhagwatas. We we'll use another word. Same Uttam Mahabhagwata. Hmm. He gives examples of Narada, Narada, 
Narada Sukadeva Narada. Narada, when he went to the forest, he had the darshan of Krishna, and then Krishna disappeared. He called him a kuyogi, because he was attached to the forest. And said, now, I've appeared to you, now come after me. I'm real, you see, now. And so this drove him further. This is called what? What is the term? Nirdutakashai, Jiva Goswami's language, or yeah, Jiva Goswami. And then you have Sukadev. Sukadev had no material desire. He's liberated. Hmm? Nard in the situation I'm talking about, not quite liberated, but his bhakti is so strong, there's no room for anything else to sprout. Hmm? He's had the spurti of Krishna. Sukadev is, is liberated. Hmm. But he's not in his spiritual body. And then you have Narada with his Veena. Krishna gave him a Veena and Swarup. Hmm. So, three. this is Bhagavat Prapdeha, another type of Mahabhagavat, so three levels. Pujapachitamarsh once described it like this three types of Mahabhagavatas. Hmm? Three types of gurus. One has both feet in the spiritual world and extends one foot here. Other has one foot here and has extended a foot there. Hmm? And third has both feet here, but her eyes are only there. Hmm? So these are all uttams. So there's there's a kanishta, madhyam, and an uttam, uttam. <laughs> Something to think about. So there may be so many so many gradations within the gradations. Hmm? Invite her next time. She doesn't have to call in. Yeah. Just a quick point, because you it seems to be some misunderstanding between an Uttama Bhakta and Uttama Adhikari. Yeah, there is and there isn't really. I mean, the, uh, the term Uttama Adhikari is used by Jiva Rupa Goswami and Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, speaking about eligibility for sadhana bhakti. Hmm? And in the Bhagavatam, we have description of three types of Bhagavatas. Hmm? And there the description is in terms of realization, not eligibility to tread the path. But if you look at Rupa Goswami's description of the Uttamadikari, who's who's most qualified to tread the path, it's not like one becomes an Uttamadikari and then starts the path, another one becomes a Kanishtadikari and starts the path from there, another one becomes a Madhyamadikari and starts... So these are in the context of being on the path, hmm, so to speak. And so when one's faith is of the measure that he describes of an uttam and it has the corresponding shastranipun, scriptural kind of genius to think about the things in such a way that uh, uh, that are, is extraordinary and, and brings so much light to the subject and so forth, shastranipun, shastrayukti, and reason about it and so forth. It's, 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 as, as Jiva Goswami comments earlier at the end of the first chapter, 
before this section of Nadikari comes. He says, Shastra Yukti, which we mentioned later, this requires ruchi. And one who has the full measure of ruchi said, this person can understand Bhagavatam. So, you know, you want to talk about another way. Bhaktivinoda Thakur in Bhakti Tattvivek says that an Uttamadikari, a Shuddha Bhakta, the proverbial pure devotee, he's a pure devotee, watch out. <laughs> this is an old Iskon term. We used to have the, the pure devotee, he's got the pure devotee disease. <laughs> but then there was only one real pure devotee. Anyway, but Bhakti Vinod Thakur says, who has Ruchi, he is a pure devotee. Shuddha Bhakta, Uttamadikari, he's still a sadhaka. But Ruchi is characterized marginally by Nadanam, Nadanam, Nasundarim, Kabitamba. So, and and Mama Janmani Janmani Shri Babatad Bhakti Rahoyita Gitoi, no material desire. He's not really, for all intents and purposes, not in the world. And on top of that, desire for Bhakti. Hmm? No desire even to get out of the world. Mama Janmani Janmani Shri Babatad Bhakti Rahoyita He just likes it. Be, enga- be engaged in bhakti. Hmm? So, um, so he's talking about Uttamadikari, but obviously this is a person who's on the path and and well along, let, let us say, to have that kind of ability. He has to have ruchi to do Shastra Yukti and always land on his feet. Hmm? Well, this means this and this means that, and the implication of this is that and so forth. And and it's beautiful. Some people do it and it's like really bad. It's like, on a blackboard, you know. That's not what that means, you know. You should not think. You should just listen for a while. That is terrible. You get that on the internet. Oh, God. And you, and they don't know this. You can tell, he doesn't know the theory and she has no feeling for it. Oh, terrible. So that's not... Requires some taste, but who has taste can can do that. So Uttamadikari is 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 uh, also, in a way, as this is your question, speaks about um, well eligibility. Speaks about standing within the culture. So his or her standing is considerably deeper in the Krishnanushilanam the culture of Krishna Bhakti, then the Kanishtadikars. So, therefore, Krishna Das uses them in Chaitanya Charitamrita, these two sections, the section from the 11th canto of Bhagavatam and the second chapter of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, speaking about different types of Bhagavatas and different types of Adhikari, more or less interchangeably. So, there's different ways you can talk about it. Yes, sir. I have a question... Um Kind of in terms of later uh, chapters of the Jaivi Dharma, and it, if I understand correctly, in the stage of Ruchi, that's when Staibhav will begin to appear, and then before that point, before the Staibhavs start to appear, how to understand uh, any spiritual sentiments we may have, because they're not fully spiritual, they're going to be influenced. Right. I understand. First of all, Staibhav comes as a bud, if you will, in bhava, not in ruchi. However, the bliss of bhava bhakti, 
Ruchibis Chidamastrina. The word ruchi is used in, de- in defining bhava. So it's about tastes, hmm? spiritual desire. The, the, the spiritual desires, sohrid abhilas, anukul abhilas, Bhagavat prapt uh, abhilas, to attain Krishna, to have a certain, uh, serve him in a favorable way and make for a particular relationship with him. This is coming in Ruchi, but the Staibhav actually comes, buds in Bhava Bhakti. The point I'm making is that in Ruchi, and it's, it's relative to what you're asking about, has to be specific. Hmm? So you get some taste, you get some bliss, then it goes away. That's not Ruchi, because Ruchi is consistent, but it's not Ruchi on another sense, because Ruchi is specific. It has to be specific, because if it's not specific, it cannot have a specific corresponding object, which is what the devotee is attached to in asakti. Hmm? You understand? So, Mahavrabhu says, Ainanda tanu jukinkaram. So he's looking at Krishna from the perspective of Madhurya Rasa. I want to live in the house of Nanda Maharaj, he says. I want to move in. Hmm? I want to be a maidservant in the house of Nanda Maharaj. So, Ruchi is specific. So, in that sense, it's, a, it's some early kind of beginning of the Staiba, but it hasn't sprouted yet. It's Shreya Kairavichandrika Bitaranam. Hmm? The rays are coming of the moon from the, from the other side, coming and showing up, starting to show them, themselves. So there's positive. There's no room for this world anymore. He has no desire. So, before that, then your question is, let's say you... Th- well, well, you have to understand, first of all, it's not a great mystery. Hmm? What is the prayogen of Gaudiya Vaishnavism? The prayogen is prema, and the prema is, is mm, what Mahaprabhu came to taste and distribute, and he came to distribute it, and he's, and he's assisted in that principally by Nityananda Prabhu, by Balaram. Hmm? And so, Mahaprabhu is distributing Parakiyabhav. Hmm? He's distributing what he came to taste in a way that the jivas could taste it. We cannot taste it the way Mahaprabhu does. Hmm? We cannot be, become as Radha. I mean, he, Krishna is Radha. Radha and Krishna are one. Radha, Krishna, Pranai. Vikuti Ladini Shakti Radha is the transformation of Krishna's love. Hmm? Anyway, so, Mahaprabhu tasted it in a particular way. And in the, the Shikshastagam, the end verse, Krishna Das Goswami says, and this verse is spoken by Radha. Means Haribo, Mahaprabhu is successful, it's done. The end of the Chaitanya Charter. He did it. He's become Radha. That was his goal. Radha's speaking now. Hmm? That's a beautiful verse. So but we cannot do like that. Hmm? But 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 we could become the handmaiden of Radha. And in a kind of Dasya to do Radha then what she tastes, then we can also taste, just like you're so attached to someone. What happens to them is it's, it's happening to you, something like that. And you have part, and in that love, the union of Radha and Krishna, that that the, the brotherly that's about it can't happen. Krishna Das Kaviraj explained without the assistance of those handmaidens hmm, and other sakis, it can't happen. Hmm. So it's a great. Opportunity. This is then Ujjwal Rasa, but Unato Ujjwal Rasa. Hmm? 
the brightest jewel within Madhurya Rasa, opportunity for the jivas. So this is what Mahaprabhu was distributing. Hmm? However, as I said, his main assistant in this is Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? Nityananda Prabhu started the whole Gaudiya Vaishnava. Bajagauranga kahagauranga lahagauranga namare ejana gauranga bhaje sayamar pranre. Imagine it. He said, you worship Gauranga, chant the name of Gauranga, hmm? spread the teachings of Gauranga, and I am purchased by you. And people thought, whoa, I want to be purchased by this guy. He is incredible. Hmm? Who is he? That's hmm? Balaram himself. Hmm? So some people, while Nityananda is only living to put focus on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and what he, he's about. Hmm? He knows, Balaram knows what Krishna is about. He fully participates in that Leela by staying out of the way. Hmm? Because if he was to get too close, then Radharani would be respectful. The older brother is here. He doesn't report, he reports Krishna's behavior to Mother Yasoda. Hmm? Krishna ate dirt. Bad, bad. Hmm. He reports this, that, but he doesn't report anything about these things. Hmm. He knows them. He doesn't report Krishna's rendezvous with gopis. Hmm. He wants that to happen. We would not have Chaitanya Bhagavad without Nityananda Prabhu. We would not have Chaitanya Charitamrita without Nityananda Prabhu. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami says, and I got the shelter of Rupa Goswami because of him. Hmm. Radha Krishna Without Nityananda, you cannot get Radha and Krishna. Hmm? So he, he, there's nobody in all Gorlila. Hmm? Garadhar is another thing. He's helping Mahaprabhu in a particular way. But as far as giving, hmm, what Mahaprabhu came to, to distribute, assisting, no one is doing that more than Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? And he is Nityananda Ram. So, the, 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 the interesting fact, of course, that goes with that is some people happen to get attached to Nityananda Prabhu. Therefore, you have the stream of Sakirasa also in Gaudiya Sampradaya. Hmm? And there are so many examples. He came and come alone. He came with his intimate friends, the Dwaras of Gopals. They started initiating before anybody else. They were just mad. They started. They weren't big scholars necessarily, but they were mad with love of God. They began their lineages and so forth. And so, and later in time, we also find that sometimes this wave shows up in the Sampradaya. So these, this is what the Sampradaya is giving. This is what's available. If you want to watch Talia Rasa, then you go to, go to the Balaba Sampradaya. Hmm? If you want love and reverence, go to the, go to the Ramanuja Sampradaya. Or you can come to ours, it's okay. That's another thing. You can chant Hare Krishna in a broad way. You can get anything from, from our Sampradaya. That's true. But what it's specifically about and in, 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 in giving that no other Sampradaya can give is that of these things? So, you say your your question is, well, you know, I'm, I haven't attained ruchi, but sometimes maybe I feel like 
I can serve Krishna in this way. Hmm? Right. So then you think, well, what are those? What is that way you're thinking about? Is it you're thinking I would like to be a stone, or you know, I mean, you don't get it. Then you're not. You're not. So you want to see that you're thinking about it, if you will. Well, even though it's a hard affair, there's a place for thinking about it. We call it nishta. Hmm? It's a place for thinking about it. When a goal is fixed up, not with feeling, but with siddhanta, therefore. Nastapraeshu abhadreshu nityam bhagavatasevaya. That's what this is about, nishta. It means you have to use your head. Study the Bhagavatam very carefully. Then you understand. So this is what's being offered. This is what's coming from our sampradaya. Hmm? So, with good spiritual intelligence, then you understand. What, what, what you can only take advantage of the opportunities that are being presented to you. Different sampradayas, they have different tattva, different siddhanta, different way of thinking about it, and they offer different bhavas. That's what distinguishes them. You can say, yes, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu so sits of all types of Bhavas, but that's, they all came with him from, from different leelas. And so we're talking about sadhakas. What's being, opportunity has been given to the, to the sadhakas, to the Buddha Jiva, hmm? right? So these are the opportunities. So then you have to think, well, it's Sakiras or Maduras. These are the opportunities that are there in the Sampradaya. And then, you know, we, we, we tend to, we de- the other thing that we tend to follow, my guru is like this, I follow like that. Hmm? And so, if you have, in other words, if you, if you feel attracted to, to, to one of these two, then you're, 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 you're on track and you'll be able to realize your ideal. But these things are, you know, I gotta say this is to reason about it. There's also the possibility of, Entering the Rag Marg, Jiva Goswami says, out of knowledge. So you get knowledge, you understand these things, and you go, yeah, well, I want to take the Rag Marg, and that's what's been presented to me. But I don't have taste that Rag Marg is all about to drive my devotion, so Jiva Goswami gives the term Ajataruchi Raganuga Bhakti. He hasn't got a taste, but this is the path, this is the goal. So, so therefore, we don't pay too much attention. Hmm? Where are other things that we should be preoccupied with, like attaining nishta, steadiness, and, and and so forth? Of course, and we do that by by gaining more sambandhagyan hmm? overall, and, and so on. And taste will come naturally and drive us, but it will also correspond with our with our nishta that's well thought out. Nishta means with with spiritual intellect. Hmm? It means guided by the scriptures and sadhus. You've understood a thing properly. You land on your feet, so then you fix up your goal. Hmm? Does it help? Yeah. yeah. But wouldn't Dasi Raj be, be expressed through attachment to Gurangalila? That's another thing, right. We do emphasize that. Yeah. Dasya, everybody, if you want to know what your sroop, I can tell you all right now. It's Dasyabhav for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <laughs> So we can say that. I sometimes make that point. The Asiras for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and then when you enter into the Gaur Leela, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will say, and you are my friend, and you are a gopika, here, right, in, in the kirtan of Shiva Sangam. So you cultivate Dasyabha for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, live in Chaitanya Leela. Krishna Leela will come of its own accord, but it will come in these forms. This is what's being offered, so... Yes. In, in this regard, um, I was wondering what it meant, like in your Shikshashtakam, you put Bhakti Nantakur, 
and he talks about how once you concentrate on the first four verses to develop your spiritual body. But if one tries to, and then fifth something, and if someone tries to meditate on the spiritual body before you get to a certain platform, your intelligence will be turned upside down. And I was just wondering how that works with what. Yeah, he uses the term sahaja there. It's interesting because it actually comes from Bhakti Vinod, that, that particular use of the word. Hmm? Um, what he's saying there is that in bhakti, while the eligibility to tread the path is faith, within the context of bhakti, there are different stages, and at different stages you'll have greater eligibility. In that sense, it's a growing of faith to enter into the world of faith where there's no doubt and you're moving freely and so forth. So as you, in other words, the practice of a sadhaka in ruchi and the practice of a sadhaka in 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 uh, bhajana kriya are going to be similar, but they're going to be different. Excuse me. And there are things that can be incorporated into the sadhana of a ruchi bhakta that will be difficult, if not impossible, to incorporate into someone who hasn't crossed over um, um, an vritti, for example. Hmm? And so if you try to do incorporate such things in the lower stages, then it, it can be problematic. And it, the way in which it can be problematic is, and I've seen this happen, is that is that one has purushabhav, which means the enjoying spirit, which is the antithesis of the spiritual ego. And so with this purushabhav, one interprets the gopibhav, for example, hmm? from a Purushabhav perspective and then kind of muddles the two in a way and is cultivating really kind of an enjoying spirit to enter into the to Leela and that this is this becomes a huge problem. Do you follow me? Hmm? Yeah. So uh, in other words you have a, a kind of a mundane understanding of it. So everything in time, you know, and, 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 and it begins with Chaitotarpanamarjanam. So not that we can't, and we talk about here, some theory, understanding, and so, and so on and so forth, and some, you know, we can, you, you can hear about Krishna and Radha and the gopis and the leelas are there and so forth, but um, Prabhupada, Bhaktisiddhanta, Sarasati Thakur, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, so the Sarali, they were very careful about this, that... Uh, that uh, night, such a good thing might not be abused also. Hmm? So, whereas, as Subhal said, when you, when, was saying when you come to Ruchi, then this, this Purusha Bhav is gone. Hmm? So, you can understand these things for what they are. Hmm? And of course, your mind is peaceful so that you can meditate. Mind's not peaceful. Right? Do kirtan. Hmm? Cleanse the heart. This is, and this is a big thing. You know, we don't want to think, teach in such a way that people think that's the goal, just to cleanse the heart. No, it's it's, it's something more than that. As far as an art and liberty, there's art to poverty. There's something to, to attain, worthy worthy of attaining. So it's good to talk about it, have a theory and so forth. And But we should focus our practice. In, in sadhana bhakti, the focus is shraddha and sharanagati. In bhava bhakti, the focus is, is longing. And then there will be a little bit of Longing and obviously in in sadhana bhakti as well, but that's what Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was talking about when he said, 
first deserve, then desire. Hmm? So he, he saw it in that way. That help? Yeah. Oh. All right. Very nice to talk with you all. Appreciate your questions. Sri Sri Gaurantananda ki jai, Radha Gobinda ki jai, Raji Gopal ki jai, Esi Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada ki jai, Sri Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Dev Goswami Maharaj ki jai, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakur Prabhupada ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Binda ki jai, Gaur Premanande. Bhakti Vedanta Chaparai Swami Guru.